welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. It's Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter. Joined by my co-host today, Charlie. Super excited to get this episode going. We're going to be talking about the preview for the Tennessee Titans game. Super stoked. The 3-5 Broncos headed into Tennessee to take on the 5-3 and three Tennessee Titans, who I believe are an underrated team. And we're going to tell you all in today's episode, what are the keys to victory? Who are going to be the, the players that stand out for the Denver Broncos? And who are some players on the Tennessee Titans um, to look out for that could potentially change the course of this game? Without further ado, how are you doing today, Charlie? I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's been a while since we've had uh, Broncos football. Um, even though you know things haven't gone yes. our way this, yeah. Even even though uh things haven't gone our way this season, I I, I miss Broncos football a lot. Last Sunday, um, it, it was my birthday, but I, I still would have liked to see the Broncos <laughs> play, regardless if we're gonna lose or not. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I just I love the Broncos so much. I don't care if we're you know having offensive stutters like the Jets game. Obviously, yeah. we'd like to see Russell Wilson in this offense get going. Um, I know lots of Broncos country wants to see that, but you know we finally get Broncos football back this week, and um, uh, kind of it's a little bit off topic, but our jerseys, the jerseys that we wore in London, we are bringing them back for another week this week against the Titans. Um, the the navy blue plant uh, blue pants, the orange blue pants, and then the white jerseys. Um, I, I mean, I, I honestly like them. What do, what do you think about that? I mean, we are one to know in our new jerseys, so. Hey. I mean, no complaints there. We can keep the streak alive this Sunday versus the Titans. That'd be great. But, yeah, I do like the uniforms. I mean, I like the all-Navy uniforms. I think that's personally my favorite. Even, like, half Navy, half white. Or even orange on top and Navy on the bottom. I don't know. I think we have great uniforms. I don't know why people are trying to, you know, throw around uniform designs, anything like that. Hey, I, I kind of agree with that. Lots of people are always, like, I don't know. It's kind of Broncos fans. I noticed we like change. We like to change things a lot. Like yeah. we're always calling for change. Like whenever Russell Wilson, you know, beginning of the season looked on, um, you know, not too much like himself and still hasn't looked too much like himself. I see people calling for Brett Rippin to come in there, <laughs> call, um, calling, <laughs> calling to trade Russ back for Gino, like Broncos fans, you, you guys, you guys got to chill, man. Um, yeah, Broncos fans, they love change. I've, I've kind of noticed that. Um, and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but you just kind of, you know, we're with Russell Wilson under contract for at least the next, like, five years or so. So, um, and honestly, I'm kind of happy about that. Um, let's let's kind of talk about Russell Wilson for a second. It's, he's yeah. been kind of the center of our, uh, you know, debates and sub, uh, topics for the last few episodes. I want to kind of hit on him again this episode. Um, pause, hit on him. Um <laughs> So the whole wristband situation, obviously, uh, if you guys didn't understand uh, or didn't see, um, over the media the last week, uh, Pete Carroll uh, uh, reportedly talked to Seattle media saying that, you know, for, through the first 10 years of Russell Wilson's career, obviously he didn't wear the wristband. And he kind of voices um, opinion on that and, you know, was talking about how big of an advantage it is to the game and how he would have liked to see that and how, uh, how much of an advantage it's been for Geno uh, Smith this year. Um, and then obviously in the media this week, lots of Broncos uh, fans and NFL fans just finding another thing to tear up Russell Wilson for. And just it's another it's another week, you know, same same shit. People coming at Russell Wilson for something. You know, we had the danger witch stuff. We've had the uh, the, the stuff about um, going through his manager, the, going through his manager to have to talk to him. 
um, with the high knees, obviously, is a big thing. Uh, which, by oh, the God, way, which, by the way, if you guys haven't seen on CBS Sports, uh, there's an interview. Uh, there's a person in the Seattle media that tried uh, asked Geno Smith um, if he was doing high knees on the plane back <laughs> from their last win against the Cardinals, and he was like, "Yeah, I see what you're trying to do here. I, I love Geno. He, you, you can tell he's a he's a real yeah. guy, and him and Russell Wilson have developed a, a really good relationship. But um, yeah, it's just there's there's narrative after narrative after narrative, and this week. It's the whole wristband situation. Obviously, if you guys didn't know, uh, Russell Wilson did wear his wristband um, with the, you know, the plays, Nathaniel Hackett's plays um, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and you know they won. And um, obviously, Pete Carroll took to notice to that, and obviously he had to say something to the media this week because he stays salty. But um, yeah. what, what do you got? What do you think about this whole situation? Me personally, I just it's getting it's getting annoying. Like whatever we can do to win is, you know, I don't care what we have to do. I mean, personally, what, what bad would a, does a wristband even do? And does it, like, diminish, like, a player's, like, I don't even know how to put it, but, like, does it take off their game in any sort of way? I mean, if Patrick Mahomes is out there wearing a wristband, people the whole, still call him the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good point. But, and the whole drama this week is, like, Russell Wilson not wearing it in Seattle and all, all of a sudden he decides to wear it for Hackett in Denver. Like that's, that's kind of where the, all the drama and everything's being twisted right now. Whatever you need to do to win, take advantage of it. Yeah. And Russell Wilson said, you know, to the media, I wore, I, I didn't wear a wristband for 10 years. And I, uh, you know, obviously Russell Wilson, I believe uh, has the record um, by any QB for the most wins through first, his first 10 seasons, I believe. So, and um, he didn't wear a wristband at all throughout that time. So why is Pete Carroll complaining about that? Just wanted to touch on that real fast yeah. and clear that up. Um, you know, we always uh, want to touch on these things, you know, the drama and the media and all that, all that stuff to cl clear anything up for, you know, the fans watching. Um, I think it's just getting out of, out of hand every week. Like I said, we're seeing something new. Um, and the thing I love about Russell Wilson is he doesn't take any, um, you know, it doesn't affect him at all. He honestly kind of just laughs at the media. <laughs> I know we've talked about this in previous episodes. Um, me and Trayton have talked about how he just always is smiling whenever they're talking about, you know, this yeah. drama stuff to him. It's like, what if he's just screwing with the media and all this time he's <laughs> pretending to be this corny character to the public, but when he's he, just a when robot. He, yeah. He gets off camera <laughs> and he's just like laughing his ass off. He probably has a burner on Twitter or something. <laughs> he cries after all his interviews. Yeah, um, I, I love I love Russell Wilson so yeah. much. He could be he could be salty and be a diva about it, but no, he's a he's a really good guy. He takes the criticism really well. Um, you know, the beginning of the season, uh, the Seahawks game obviously was emotional for him, and I feel like that was one game where you know the outside noise did get to him. But besides that, I haven't seen really much effect from him. Um, if he has been affected by anything, it's been his hamstring and shoulder injuries. But I think he's I think he's good to go now. I think the, um, this Titans game, I'm not really sure if he's fully healthy. He's probably still battling through that um, shoulder injury that he obviously got the injection for. But um, I, I, I would assume with the bye week that he's feeling uh, much more healed with that uh, throwing shoulder. And I think this is going to be this uh, this Titans game, the first game we see him, um, you know, before that Raiders game where he's like actually, you know, decently healthy and he's going to be able to, um, you know, finally have a, a week of rest. 
um, you know, under, uh, you know, behind him. Obviously, Brett Rippon started against the Jets, but he was recovering from injury. Now he's finally had, you know, a bye week with his, all the guys to, you know, get this thing down. Um, which, you know, that leads me into asking you, what what are some things you want to see from Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett leading into this tiny Tennessee Titans game? Obviously, we're um, we are not favorited to win this game. Um, the Titans five and three, they very well could have beat the Chiefs last week, which is pretty incredible considering the Chiefs are in my books, um, the best team in football right now. Um, what, what are some things you want to see uh, from, you know, those two, those two guys for this offense moving forward? For uh, this game in particular against the Titans, I, I want to see um, Hackett kind of protect Russ against the defensive back blitzes on third down because mm-hmm. I noticed uh, a lot of times that, you know, defensive coordinators are dialing up those blitzes on third and long to, you know, maybe put us out of field goal range or force us into, you know, another Corliss Waveman putt. But, I mean, oh I'd, I'd really like to see um, – Russ have a little bit better of a pocket this week against a stingy Titans defensive line. I think they're without Jeffrey Simmons this week. And um, I know Danico Autry has been sneaky good this season. And I I think he's been participating in practice this week, but I don't know. But but anyways, like to see the protection better this week. And I'd also like to see Russ calling his own plays every now and then. Yes. If, If and when Hackett's play calling is atrocious. Yeah, it's uh, definitely interesting to see because I know that a uh, read option against the uh, Raiders, he, he called that on the fly and it was a touchdown. Um, and he, he, you know, Hackett even said and, you know, out and even said to the media that there's been a few plays where Russ, um, you know, and just like every other QB, it's not like he's, uh, you know, overriding Hackett in any way. Um, it's just like any other QB where they call their audible or their no huddle and they make the decision on the fly because, you know, you're not always going to get that relayed uh, play call from Hackett's headset to, you know, um, you know, Wilson's uh, helmet in that radio. But, um, you know, I, th- I feel like Russell Wilson is someone who can call plays well for the team and, you know, situationally understand what they need to do offensively. Um, he's someone who could honestly in the future, like long term down the road, potentially call plays for an NFL team if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and th- that reminds me that you were talking about uh, the Titans, uh, you know, banged up on the D line. Um, I want to kind of talk about the uh, injury report as of Thursday um, for the Broncos and Titans. So uh, Baron Browning was uh, didn't was a DMP, did not practice Wednesday and Thursday with the hip injury. Um, if you guys are watching this, I, I would uh, not get your hopes up for him to be active on Sunday. I think he's uh, I think he's going to be ruled out later today, to be honest. Um, KJ Hamler was ruled out with a hamstring injury that he suffered on Wednesday. Very unfortunate um, news there. Um, he was just finally, it felt like he was getting back in a rhythm. Um, you know, obviously it really, really, really sucks. The big ACL injury in the hip uh, surgery. Um, and then he comes back and now he's suffering with a, you know, that I believe he's dealt with an angle injury and a hamstring injury. And it's just like, it never ends for KJ Hamler. And he was finally getting going with, you know, I've seen a lot of people talk about him being the most, you know, not only the quickest guy in this offense, but you know, one of the most explosive guys in the receiving room because he's someone who could completely stretch the field and make things a lot easier for guys like Jerry Judy, um, Cortland Sun, and even the running backs. Um, and it, it, when you spread the field, you're just able to do so much more things offensively in your scheme. And to lose a guy like him, that that, that hurts a lot more than you know fans want to want to admit. Um, you know, Kendall Henson's gonna have to step in and uh, you know have a big role. He's a veteran in this offense. Um, 
And then you, you, you think about a guy in Jalen Virgil who doesn't uh, have a single, um, you know, NFL start or any NFL experience. Um, obviously, undrafted rookie who made the 53 man. Um, so he's going to get, I would uh, highly expect him to get his shot uh, called up from the practice squad this Sunday in Tennessee. Um, and Maybe even he, Montreal, Washington. Montreal, Washington as well. Yeah, great that you point that out. Um, we've seen him a few times this year. They've kind of only gave him like end arounds and screens. Uh, I want to see them actually incorporate him into kind yeah. of the KJ Hamler um, role. That would be definitely interesting to watch um, against this uh, Tennessee secondary who they've been a bit, you know, kind of average. They haven't been terrible, but they haven't been great. Um, so I think that we definitely have an advantage there. I know it's kind of crazy going into the season. The Broncos are a run first team, and now we've kind of been fast per, pass first with the way Javante Williams went down and the the the, the way um, how how lackluster our running uh, game is. I want to kind of talk to you guys about a few stats right here, real fast. Speaking of the running game, the Broncos are averaging 108.4 rushing yards per game on the ground as a team um, through the first eight games of the season. That ranks 21st in the league. Obviously, below average, not where you want to be. Um, and this is where it gets crazy. Derrick Henry is averaging 108.8 <laughs> rushing yards per game. That is better than the entire Broncos roster on the on the ground. So this is where we're gonna we're gonna talk about Derrick Henry, how big of a factor he's gonna be in this game. Um, real quick, want to finish up this uh, injury this um, injury report for you guys. Um, obviously on the Broncos and um, Darius Phillips, who hasn't really seen the field much this season. Um, he he was a, uh, did not practice with the illness. Um, and then the Broncos have several players limited. Justin Simmons has a knee injury. He was limited on Thursday. He's really 50, 50 for Sunday. Um, I'm not, I'm not too sure if he's going to be active for this one. Uh, PJ lock though, it seems like we're going to get him back from that hamstring injury. That's um, good. Yeah. That's uh, pretty big because if you think about Justin Simmons being gone, then obviously Caden Stearns is on, on IR. Um, that's something where you're kind of not too, uh, you know, confident in your safety room uh, but to get to get pj lock back uh is big time because pj lock is ta he's taken a pretty big step uh not only the this offseason but the season the season as well when he's healthy um andrew beck very unfortunate news our starting fullback suffered a hamstring injury as well another hamstring injury for the broncos seems like it's just acl hamstring acl hamstring <laughs> and now we're losing andrew beck it looks like for the next few weeks um so that kind of uh, – I wonder who they're going to try to insert there at fullback because obviously fullback is uh, needed in this offense. Um, Tyree Cleveland was limited with a groin injury. Cam Fleming was limited. Um, obviously, he was out last week, so it looks like they're going to get Cam Fleming back this week. That is very big time. Um, Huge. Yeah, I love I love uh, Calvin Anderson, but I, I you know Cal Cameron Fleming has just been um, much better this season than last uh, season as a starting left tackle for this team. Obviously, he was a right tackle for us last year, but um, and then uh, the last player, Sang Bassey, um, he uh, another hamstring injury. He was unlimited. I would expect him to be uh, a full go for this uh, this um, Sunday uh, for for the Broncos special teams. Um, and then Kwan Williams, uh, his wrist injury. He was full practice all week. He's definitely going to be starting. Um, and then a Titans, uh, the Titans side. Um, you brought this up. Is real? I saw. This. I just got some news from Adam Schefter. He just tweeted out that um, Mike Rabel just ruled out Jeffrey Simmons, Monty Hooker, Bud Dupree, and Zach Cunningham. Oh, and Josh Thompson for Sunday's game. That's that is so, crazy. That, that is, is crazy timing. We were literally, yeah. I was literally right about, right about to talk about Jeffrey Simmons, and that's crazy timing. Yeah, Jeffrey Simmons, Amani Hooker, Bud Dupree, Zach Cunningham. 
Those are all those really are huge losses. Those are really effective starters for them. So to mm-hmm. lose for them to lose those guys could very uh, could definitely change a lot for this um, this game. Open um, up the run game a little bit, especially with Jeffrey Simmons out. He's been huge on that defensive oh, front. He's been like second to Aaron Donald. Like he's <laughs> been he's been like superstar this uh, this year. I don't think enough people have talked about him. Um, Jeffrey Simmons is an elite talent. He's going to make the Pro Bowl and you know all. Pro. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, and then that's you know that kind of was uh, that that kind of wraps up for the 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 Titans injury report. Honestly, <laughs> um, those are like their main starters that we were kind of looking at, and now they're all they're all out. Uh, but the biggest one is um, Ryan Tannehill. Um, it, I think he I think he might be a go for this on um, Sunday. I'm not too sure. I think he's back in action. Yeah. This Sunday, he Which, was practicing, but he just looked a little gingerly throwing wise. What, what, at least that's think? what I saw. What, what do you think about this? You think the, um, I mean, I mean, I think from every NFL's uh, perspective, like Malik Willis um, starting for them <laughs> puts them at a, you know, a bigger chance of losing than winning as to, uh, as opposed to Ryan Tano. Well, I think it uh, affects Derrick Henry's game a little bit. He's going to get some less, a little bit less touches. They're yeah. going to try and pass the ball a little bit more, but you know, I don't see that pass game working very well because we boast the second best defense in the NFL. Personally, I think the best defense in the NFL. But the, I think the Titans got Traylon Burks back in practice this week, who is kind of the um, Titans version of KJ Hamler, if you will. Kind of likes to spread the field, you know, get open on those deep shots, which is huge for them because that'll open up some of those other receivers. And if I remember correctly, I don't think the Titans have achieved like a hundred yards of re- receiving yards in the past three consecutive games. The uh, the Titans are averaging 136.3 passing yards per game this season. That's second to last to the Bears in the NFL. <laughs> That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, they're re- they're literally like uh, it's the Tennessee Derrick Henrys right now. <laughs> that, 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 that's what they are. Their whole identity is give the ball to Derrick Henry and just. Win the win the battle in the trenches. Well, I'll tell you who's going to need to be big this week is DJ Jones. I, I mean, I I expect Derrick Henry to you know have a very good game, but I don't want him having Houston Texans kind of games. And the edge rusher, hundred yards, three touchdowns. Oh boy, Derrick Henry. The Broncos are. Um, I'm not sure in terms of the stats, but I believe Derrick Henry is an average. I believe he's averaging like three yards a carry against the Broncos in his career. Um, and he's not averaging too much, uh, you know, rushing either. Um, the last time we faced him, I think we, we contained him pretty well considering, you know, the season he was having. Um, and then, you know, the edge rushers for the Broncos, you talk about DJ Jones, that uh, Nick Benito um, is expected to start in this game as well as Jonathan Cooper. Obviously, um, I know we talked about this before the podcast. Um, Bradley Chubb losing him. This is a big factor in this game. Um, obviously, we traded him to the Dolphins. And then uh, Baron Browning, we're not expecting him to be ready for this game. So the edge rushers, they might attack the, they might take the edges with um, some stretch plays for Derrick Henry. I know they they like to do that, get him outside a little bit. Um, obviously, he's good inside the trenches, but you know, get him outside. The matchups are favorable, favorable, and you know, for them, you know, their tackles against our edges. Um, you know, Nick Benito. This this I believe this will be his uh, first NFL. Um, I think it'll be his first NFL start um, or second. Um, and then, you know, obviously Jonathan Cooper has uh, quite a few starts under, under his belt, but 
Um, it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a drop off between him and Browning and obviously losing uh, Chubb. So yeah, this is a big factor because if you can really pinch those edges and, you know, contain him, then you can shut down the run game, but it's kind of hard with uh, Derrick Henry who's averaging more rush yards per game than the entire Broncos roster. <laughs> um, this is by far the, the toughest uh, running back matchup for us all season. Um, yeah. This is going to be. I the- thought Josh Jacobs was bad. <laughs> This is the factor in this game. It, it doesn't get more easier to, you know, analyze this game. Um, but then, you know, we say this and then, you know, what if he gets like 40 rush yards and Ryan Tannehill drops like a 300-yard, three-touchdown game? Um, but no, I have a lot of faith in our secondary. Like you said, we have the best secondaries and defenses in the NFL. Um, this defense is allowing the fewest touchdowns in the league. We have the the lowest touchdown percentage allowed, um, you know, as, as a defense in this league. Um but, you know, the, the one weakness on our team is the run defense, and we're facing the best, you know, the second best in the league. Um, and, you know, the, the person who's leading uh, the NFL in rushing yards. So, yeah, this is a, a big, big, uh, you know, matchup. Um, everybody on the defensive line, including the edges and Draymond Jones, DJ Jones, um, Mike Purcell, Deshaun Williams, they're going to have to be on their A game, and there's going to have to be lots of rotations made by Avero because Derrick Henry is going to hit you in your mouth, and he's going to do it over and over and over again. Um, and it's, it's going to be uh, a hell of a matchup. Um, I think, yeah, to me, this is going to be um, where they're going to try to get us because they're watching that film and they see Josh Jacobs running all over us. They see Travis, Travis Etienne running all over us. Um, so, you know, they're, they're going to try being another one of those uh, teams to, you know, pound, pound the rock and, you know, hit us in the mouth and win the game in the trenches. So, yeah, the, in terms of keys to victory, I think we can both agree that, you know, winning the, the matchups up front is going to be huge for this team. If the edges can, um, you know, can, uh, contain, you know, hold their own, um, you know, hold the edges, not, you know, not give up too many gaps. Uh, being gap sound is really important in this game. I think that's where Kareem Jackson and, you know, P.J. Locke, um, can really step in and be detrimental to this game. Um, I would love to see the Broncos give the Lauren Turner yell a chance. Um, I think he's someone who is really good at stopping the run and in this game would be pretty big. Obviously he's a rookie and I don't know how much confidence they would have in him. Obviously Kareem Jackson, PJ Locke would be more, um, you know, effective in this situation, but um, I think that's something to monitor there. Well, something I'd also like to see in this upcoming game is if Derrick Henry somehow breaks into the secondary, well, not somehow, because I know he's going to a few times. <laughs> I'd like to see the secondary make a couple tackles, get some good angles on some running backs and, you know, make those open field tackles because I don't know if you saw like back in the Jets game where Brees Hall got that 72 yard touchdown or something like that. Yeah. Um, missed tackle from like Simmons and Jackson yep. led to like PS2 chasing him down the field. And even like for like the Jaguars, ETN, he had that huge reception or rush. I don't know. Some big play. And our, our defense just or not our defense, but our secondary just fails to make some of the easiest tackles in the world. Yeah. And you know, just don't see why that's the problem for us. That's a great point. Um I I feel like when once a, you know, a receiver or you know the running backs and I've even seen a few times at tight ends in the Seahawks game um, once they kind of get through the middle of the field or outside the numbers, it's like the Broncos defense forgets how to tackle and they just kind of, you know, give up and they, they give a big, they give up a big play. Um, yeah, that's, that's something I definitely want to see improve. And you know, I think Avero is uh, really 
um, a really, a really, really good coach. And uh, I think that's yeah. something uh, I, I would trust him to help them, uh, you know, clean that up. Um, but yeah, Simmons, PS2, I've seen a few tackling issues from them this year. I'm not going to lie. Um, PS2 is a great corner. Uh, you know, Justin Simmons, arguably, you know, they're both argu arguably the best at their positions, respectively. So, um, yeah, that's something we definitely need to improve. I, you know, I like that you bring that up. Who do you think we need to, you know, bring in on offense? Who's just going to bolster our game this week? It's a really good question. Who's our key player? We need to get Corlin Sutton back in business because <laughs> he was a big part of our offense. Like he was a life of our receiving game the la the first few weeks and the last three games. It just, I know Jerry Judy has been pretty big, but he hasn't been like as effective as Corlin Sutton was through the first few games. I mean, you looked at in term terms of the numbers, Corlin Sutton was like, I believe uh, at one point he was like eighth in the NFL in receiving yards for like two weeks straight. And he just yeah. kind of fell off a cliff ever since then. Um, I love that Russell Wilson and Judy are finally getting things down a little bit. Um, this week, honestly, I don't know if we need to get one player really involved. I want to see this whole offense spread the ball, not make it too predictable for their, for their defense, because I think that they can figure us out easier that way and kind of stop us that way, um, you know, that Mike Rabel team. But I think we um, – I, I would love to see uh, Russell Wilson get his chemistry down with all the receivers, spread the ball all around. Um, I, I think it was the Raiders game that he was just spreading the ball all over the place. And I love to yeah. see that. And um, in the second half, we just kind of shied away from that. And, you know, things kind of went downhill. Obviously, a Melvin fumble really uh, turned things around <laughs> for us. <laughs> Yikes. Um, but, yeah, I, I just want to see us spread the ball around. But, you know, if, if I do have to name one player, I want to see us get Corlin Sun back in the mix. I love Jerry Judy, and I want to see him continue to have, like, a you know, uh, a great few next few weeks and possibly a great rest of the season, get things down with um, Russ. But Corlin Sun's kind of, um, I wouldn't say the undisputed wide receiver one because him and Jerry Judy seem to be taking turns, but Corlin Sun's a really good 50 uh, 50 matchup. Um, but, you know, ever since the Jets game, it seems like his, his confidence has kind of been taken down a bit and he just, he just fails to get any separation with his routes. Um, so I want to kind of um, have, I want to see Hackett kind of uh, prioritize him in the offense this week. Um, as well as Judy, and just trying to get try to get those guys open, because um, I think the Broncos, if they're going to win this game, I think it's going to be through the air. Yeah, uh, I think I, I don't know if this is a bold prediction because he's just been on a tear recently, but I think Greg Dolce just due for another big game. Yeah. Um, you you look at some of the advanced stats for the Titans defense. Mm -hmm. uh, Five of the 18 touchdowns they've let up this season were the tight ends, fullbacks, and running backs. Wow. And um, if, you know, Russ can get that connection going with Dolchich like he did in Jacksonville, he, I think he's going to be due for another big day. Yeah, that's a really good point. Blocking and receiving. Um, Justin Allen yeah, in his uh, conference a few days ago told the media, you know, Greg Dulcich has been one of those guys that has uh, really evolved this offense and he's kind of brought it back to life a little bit the last few weeks. Um, we saw the one drive against the Jaguars. He completely owned that drive. I mean, Russ yeah. was looking his way. I believe it was like three, four straight receptions where it was just like 10 yards, 15 yards, 20 yards. And it got them all the way down to the goal line. He knew he nearly scored there. I wanted him to score so bad. That would have been yeah. like, we would have all thought about that as a, you know, the dual assist drive. Um, but, daddy. Um, uh, and then, you know, to, you know, to have him have another big week this week would be awesome because obviously um, if you guys follow my Instagram, you know, Greg Dulcich, I've been posting a lot about him. He's someone who I think is just so good for this offense. 
Um, he's better than Kelsey. Don't add me. Um, he, he's just, uh, he's just, he's just, he's just one of those guys where right now he's, he, um, even, even now and said that a lot of players like veterans are even looking up to him. They're like looking at him, how to, how to run their routes, how to do things better. Um, so I think that I thought that was really interesting. Um, Greg Dulcich just being one of the, has been one of those guys in the receiving uh, room for the Broncos that is just stretching the field and making things a lot easier for Russell Wilson. So um, I like that you brought that stat up. That's really interesting. I think uh, maybe we can see Greg Dulcich get a touchdown this week. I hope so. I'd like to see a lot of touchdowns this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're talking about that, I want to see a, <laughs> yeah. I want to see a fifty bomb. I want to see <laughs> Tannehill sack a million times. I want to see Derrick Henry stuffed. Uh, I want to see the University of Tennessee offense out here. <laughs> Damn, fifty-five points. Took a shot at them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so kind of looking at, uh, you know, those matchups and stuff, what are, what are, what are some matchups, uh, like one-on-one matchups you're looking forward to this week and like, yeah. I think Danico Autry, who I brought up earlier versus, you know, Cam Fleming or Billy Turner, whoever he's going up against is it's, it's going to be interesting how it plays out because, um, you know, the Titans defensive coordinator kind of likes to let the front four do the work just kind of like us. And then, you know, drop seven back into coverage and low key, I think that's going to be beneficial for Russ because he's, he's going to have more time in that pocket to, you know, just sit back there and cook quote unquote. And he, he's going to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Russ is, but um, I don't know. I, I think the pressure could be there if Billy Turner or Cam Fleming just has one of those off weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see. I can't really make any predictions as of now. Yeah. The one-on-one matchups are pretty crucial in this week. Um, Obviously the, the Titans have a few corners out. Um, I'm not sure. I I know uh, Christian Fulton. I don't, I'm not sure if I really expect him to be uh, to go for this week. Um, he hasn't really been the player that a lot of fans thought he was going to be. So maybe we can see uh Cortland Sun or Jerry Judy um, get the best of, you know, their corners this week. That's a, it's a favorable matchup for us. Yeah. Um, so like I said early on, I think if the Broncos are going to win this game, it's going to be through the air. Um, but yeah, with that being said, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and start our uh, predictions, score predictions, offensive studs, defensive studs. We do this weekly, love doing these. Um, what do you have? Let's go ahead and start with the offensive defensive studs. Who who is one Broncos player on offense and defense that you think are going to be the studs for us and uh, are going to kind of be uh, lighting up the stat sheet? So to like say. I said earlier, Greg Dolchich is going to be him this Sunday. He, he's going to light up that stat sheet. He's going to put up thirty plus fantasy points this week. Damn. Nah, actually, no, I wouldn't go that high. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm hoping for 30-plus fantasy points, even though I don't have them. Come on, but you can't re- realistically, more like 20. Uh, I'm just hoping for a few receptions, a couple of big gains, and a touchdown. I mean, that's not even, like, out of the ordinary for Greg Dolchich, considering how favorable his matchup is this week. On defense, I- I'd like to see DJ Jones be that player of the week. Do I think he is? Eh, maybe. Stopping Derrick Henry is, you know, one of the hardest tacks in the league. But if there's a sh- surefire 
key player on the defense this week, I think it's going to be Justin Simmons getting it done like he did a couple years ago versus that Titans when he owned Mariota. I would love this week for offense for it to be someone like Chase Edmonds, who we just got defense like Jacob Martin. I think that'd be really cool. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper look like the starting pass rushers. I think you guys can expect Jacob Martin um, to be after for this one and sprinkled in um, the pass, pass rush uh, with Nick Benito, who's a rookie who could use some veteran, um, you know, uh, help there. Um, offense, it really could go either way. I love, I love the, I love the Greg Dulcich, Greg Dulcich mass matchup a lot. Um, I also like the matchups for Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Um, I think Russell Wilson can have a big game this week. I really think he can. Um, like I said early on, this is the first time that we're going to see him finally have, you know, a week with the whole team. Um, you know, aside from the off season, um, where he's kind of, he's been able to get healthy and get things down with the offense practice. Um, obviously he had that vacation, um, to finally, you know, maybe get his mind off things and, you know, he gets back. And one thing I want to talk about, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was talking to the media and they, they asked him how he, uh, addressed the team, um, you know, coming off his bye week into, uh, you know, this week against the uh, Tennessee Titans week 10. And he told the media, you know, look, I, I told these guys that it's, it's a whole, you know, obviously we have our bye week now and we're coming to this game against the Titans. Think of it as like a, a whole new season. You know, we had like yeah. the first, we had like the most perfect bye week, if we're being honest. You know, we just didn't play up to expectations the first half of the season. And then, you know, half point of the season, have our bye week. Now you just got to look at this rest part of the you know, second half of the season. It's just a whole new season. Think of it as like you have a, um, a zero, zero record you know, zero wins, zero losses. And, you know, it's a whole new season. And if they can have that mentality, I think, I think that's uh, be really big. I, I love that from Nathaniel Hackett. Obviously we've, we've shared our criticisms of him on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and, but, you know, he's, I, I, I really, <laughs> I really love that. He, um you know, he, he, he mentioned that um, because if they, if they would have, you know, if he would have talked to those guys about the fact that we've been, you know, we haven't had a good start to the season. You know, we're, we have a three or five record. Obviously, we're not where we want to be. You know, typical, you know, head coach talk like that. But no, just talk talk as if it's a, a whole fresh start. Pretend we haven't had any offensive starters. Um, obviously, you know, you you fix those things in practice. You're not, you're not completely ignoring it, pretending it never happened. But, you know, you see what I'm trying to say? Like, you go into the second half of the season um, with, a, you know, maybe a whole new brand of football, just – Pretend you're zero and zero. You've you're not and no rankings, none none of that. Just go into this game with a whole whole new mindset and try to win the game. You know, despite the season looking like it's over, we're three and five. But if they can get a, a few clutch wins in these next few weeks, obviously we have the Titans, Raiders, um, coming up. Um, and I believe we have the Chiefs pretty uh fairly soon. I believe. Um, yeah. And so if we can get some clutch wins, we could be sitting at, you know, three and five, I'm sorry, six and five or so. And that really puts us in the mix. We're still in the hunt for the playoffs. So yeah. the, se the season isn't over by any means. There's still lots of football, football to be played. But what I'm trying to get at it here is if you can really go into the second half of the season with a whole new mindset and win, win some games, put everything in the past behind you, you could really, you could really be, uh, in, you know, in the hunt for the playoffs and if we could really get things going offensively, we could definitely make the playoffs as a, as, as a wild card, despite our five losses um, so far. 
So yeah, I think that's a uh, that's something for Broncos fans to kind of you know have optimism in. Um, but going back to the offensive and de- defensive studs, um, for me it, it's really it's really going to be Dulcich, Russ, Dulcich or Russ. I'm going to go and pick Russell Wilson uh, here. I think he's going to have a big week. I I like I like his matchup a lot with um you know him in the te- Tennessee Titans uh, secondary. So I'm picking him as my offensive stud. Defensive stud. This could really go uh, several ways. Um, it really depends on if Ryan Tannehill or um, Malik Willis is starting this game. If Malik Willis is starting, I would 100% lock in like Sertan or Simmons, um, one of those guys, maybe even Damari Mathis to get a uh, get a pick, maybe even two. Malik Willis is uh, obviously probably the worst throwing quarterback in the league. Uh, and then <laughs> wow, we have, bold take. And then we have um, the best secondary in the league. So I mean, it doesn't get more favorable in, in our. Uh, you know, on our side than that. Uh, but I, I would expect Ryan Tannehill to play this week. Um, so in that case, I think maybe uh, edge rusher can get a, a sack or two. Um, I think maybe Nick Benito, he's really on the rise. He's lead, obviously leading uh, all edge uh, edge rushing uh, rookies and pass rush win, uh, win rate. So um, for me, it's, it's really Nick Benito, maybe Justin Simmons, maybe Kareem Jackson. It's kind of, it's kind of a hard prediction, but I, I would go with um, I I would go with Nick Benito in this situation. All right, so now we can kind of talk about um, our score predictions. Now that we have the uh, offensive defensive studs out of the way, um, score predictions, uh, Charlie. Um, who do you got winning this game, uh, and by what score? I got Denver winning this game at Ooh. home by four points, twenty-one to seventeen. 21 to 17. I, I think Russ is going to get it done this week. Just like yeah. you said. He, uh, in his um, few games he's played against the Titans in his career, he's uh, averaging, I believe, like 112 uh, rating. He has six touchdowns. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's a uh, Titans fans. <laughs> yeah. That, that's just, in a, I believe that's in like three games. Yeah. Three games. So oh. he's averaging two, t- two passing touchdowns a game, uh, 112 uh, passer rating. Um, and I would assume it's a lot of yards too. So, um, <laughs> whole lot of yards. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I like, I really like our matchup this week with him. Um, I really don't know who's going to go off on defense. I kind of just, you know, Nick Benito yeah. sounds good to me, but yeah, I, I would like <laughs> for the whole group, the whole group as a, as a whole to play well against them. I just, I just really want to see us contain Derrick Henry. That would make me so happy. Um, How do you feel about Damari Mathis this week? Damari I saw Mathis. a lot of talk about him on mile high visuals saying about how he's just absolutely garbage, but he's out here defending him. What? I, I think he's great, to be honest. I think his only problem is the uh, PIs. Look, for but, a rookie. You know, those are rookie growing pains. Yeah. For a, he's definitely going to get past that. For a fourth-round rookie who's starting in Ronald Darby's spot, how is he garbage? Like. Yeah, I will. Honestly. I will. I will say some stuff on here that will probably get clipped. But <laughs> mile high visuals is garbage, um, garbage, garbage, garbage. Instagram garbage L account. Um, what's that? Uh, what's that? Um, mile high huddle. It's it's garbage. Don't like. I don't like that podcast. Um, what else we got? One hundred four point three. The fan. Terrible podcast. Terrible radio. Is that Mike Liz's podcast. Um, no, he's on. He's on like the night. Like the nine news and stuff, right? The oh, 104. Right. Yeah. 104.3 is uh, with uh Brandon Stoke, uh, Brandon Stokely or whatever. Uh-huh, and um, dude, he's a yeah. hater. Dude, they're so negative. <laughs> I, 
I hate pessimists so much. Like I, I understand being realistic at some points, but like they're Fine just line. they're they're trying so hard for the clicks and stuff. They were they were like the um the majority and like the um consensus of all of like the wristband and all that. And they were talking about a lot about uh Russell Wilson going on vacation during the bye week. Like, okay, so was every NFL player on their bye week. Yeah. Like you're of course you're gonna like single out Russell Wilson. That shit pisses me off. I hate I hate one oh four three the fan. If I had as much money as Russ, I'd go on vacation too. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, a millionaire going to Mexico on vacation. Whoa, <laughs> never seen that one before. Wait, people go on vacation? <laughs> Crazy. Okay, sorry. He was supposed to sitting sit in his office at the Broncos <laughs> facility the entire bye week just looking at film, even though he was watching film on his vacation. They probably thought he high needed over to Mexico. Stay locked in. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, But score predictions for this one, I don't want to be negative because, like, Malik Willis, I would have predicted us to win by like 14, 14 plus. I'm not going to lie. Um, but Tannehill changes things a lot. I really don't expect Tannehill to be inactive for this one. I'd be very shocked. Um, but if he if he is somehow miraculously inactive, I think we're locked to win this game. But Tannehill playing in this game, I don't know. I like I could see the Broncos winning. This, this game is so toss-up just because Derrick Henry, um, he hasn't been superstar against us in his career. But he's been just playing. He's really, really hot right now. He's like the, the, like one of the best running backs in the league in terms of like the last three weeks of a stretch. Um, I think it's five consecutive hundred yard games for Derrick Henry. Yeah, five five weeks. He's just been real like a bulldozer. He's been impossible to stop. Um, and then he's going up against a Broncos run defense that's been not. It's been definitely their weakness this year. If anything makes them not a number one yeah. defense, it's their run defense. Um, because of that, I'm gonna pick the Titans to win this game. I hate I hate doing this because I, you know, I love the Broncos so much. Um, I I would not be surprised at all. I would not be surprised at all though. And go um, join 104.3 the fan. Yo, Damn. yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I would I would never. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick the Titans to win this one, 20 to 16. Um, I think it's just gonna be the run game for this this one. Um, I would love to, you know, and I really could see the Broncos defense, you know, shutting me up on this one. Um. You know, I feel like usually we kind of we make the we analyze these matchups and it goes the opposite way. Um, I think they could contain Derrick Henry if they if they really played like hard, you know, hard nosed football. Um, really, you know, their sound gap hit the trenches. Um, if they can win the matchups up front, then they win this game. I mean, it's as long as Russell Wilson can do just enough like he did last week, put up three touchdowns. Um, I, I think we win this game, but um. I, I think with the Titans win this one 20 to 16. Um, I think it's going to be um, a touchdown, a few, uh, a few, a few go- field goals again for the Broncos. Um, the magic number 16 for the Broncos that they can't get past minus the, the, the Raiders. <laughs> I hate 16 though. It's forever engraved in my mind. I just hate it. I bet every Broncos fan that's turning 16, I bet they wish they'd jump a year. Because Any they... multiple of three. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoy. It's super fun as always uh, having uh, my co-host Charlie on today. Um, plenty more episodes to come. Our next episode will be recapping the uh, game against the Tennessee Titans um, on Sunday. That that game's gonna be played at eleven o'clock Mountain Time. Um, so it's gonna be our first early game of the season, uh, minus the uh, game in London, uh, which technically you know that it was an early game uh, for London as well. Um, but 
you know, you know, for, uh, you know, in the U.S., this is our first, um, you know, early game. So that's going to be interesting uh, getting up early for that one. Um, I know we've played a lot of like 230 games and then obviously the primetime games. <laughs> good, good thing those are behind us. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that game's going to be played at 11 Mountain Time. Um, obviously in Tennessee, uh, five and three Titans, it's going to be a, a big matchup. You know, if the Broncos are going to have to get things going, it's going to have to be this week. We can't, we can't afford to lose more games. Three and six, it's going to look very, very bad if we can't get this win. Um, the Titans have like nobody at receiver. They're obviously, they're getting Traylon Burks back, but they are literally like it's the Bears and them as like the worst uh, <laughs> receiving uh, team in the NFL. So, I mean, last week we, we obviously uh, on Monday we we uh, reacted to week uh, nine around the NFL, and we saw in the Titans game that the leading receiver was some random tight end with a one catch for forty eight yards. Besides that, Austin it was Hooper. like, oh, no, no, it was a Conquell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and guy. Um, Austin, yeah, Austin Hooper had like two catches for like thirty yards, um, something like that. And then yeah, besides that, it was like nobody. Um, so, yeah, they're going up against the best secondary in the league this this week, and so they're going to really have to get things going on the ground. Uh, but they might shock us through the air. But um, with that, without further ado, that's it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Love doing these for you guys. Um, if you're not already and you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. We got plenty more podcast episodes going to be uploaded on there. Um, our video is also available on Spotify. So um, if you're not followed on Spotify already, make sure to do that. Have notifications on on all your uh, your platforms that you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor, um, YouTube. Just make sure you have notifications on. Leave a rating. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment uh, what you guys thought about the episode, what you want to see more. Um, in the, the link to the description, we have all of our podcast availability. Um, so, yeah, without that, uh, without further ado, hope you guys enjoyed. Until the next one, peace. Peace out.